Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetie. Have a good day. The demand for healthcare professionals who deliver both comfort and critical care is growing. FindNursingSchools.com connected me with an accelerated Bachelor's of Nursing degree program in my area with expanded capacity so I could complete the program in 16 months. Now I'm on the path to an in-demand career that offers job stability, flexible schedules, competitive pay, and the choice of where to work. Visit FindNursingSchools.com to begin your journey today. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. What you think I've seen Something strange you know Sasquatch sitting on the side with me And he was talking to Marcus and Joe Well, the party they gonna have Out in the St. John Swans Sasquatch doing a brand new dance And he called it the Bigfoot Stomp Dancing around the two Bigfoot bugging in the parallel ground Eddie Lizard, he a beating the drums And Marcus and George, he's a running his guns Stan the Snake, he's a playing the bass And he's a beat partying all over the place and welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Exonation, my guest this hour is Randall Shelton. We're going to be talking about Life on Earth, the game, a manual for those who didn't bring theirs. 
Uh, we're going to be um, talking about, well, why don't I just tell you a little bit. Why so many lightworkers are here? Um, why are you really here? What is here really is? And what about life after death? Now, here is your manual answering all those questions and many more. Now, you're going to be able to read the result of a 30-year research project into the afterlife, the place of lightworkers, and channeling by philosopher, psychologist, religious education major, and University of Denver alumni, our guest this hour, Randall C. Shelton. This manual may be the most compelling revelation ever about humankind living on the planet Earth. The story has been subtly withheld. Well, that is until now, Exxon Nation. You'll be able to enjoy the uh, combination of breathtaking illustrations and down-to-earth disclosures of a paranormal nature, all leading to the intriguing epiphany. We are all in a cosmic game. The website is www.onlyyouknow.com. That's www.onlyyouknow.com. Joining me is Randall C. Shelton. And Randall, welcome back to the X-Zone. Great having you with us, Randall. Yes, it's great to be here, Rob. Thank you very much. Uh, I wish, uh, you know... Uh, can I have a copy of that? That was really well written there, that write-up on what's taking place today. And to think that we could cover that all in an hour is kind of ridiculous. It, it? It, it is, but you know what? We have to start somewhere, Randall. And, right. I, and, and I really think that people like yourself who have given so much thought, so much energy into trying to figure out what this existence is all about needs to be heard. And and the fact that you have a, a, a book out that people can read and take with them so that they can better understand their existence, I just think that's fantastic. Thank you. I, I spent a lot of time coming to the conclusion that this information in the first place made sense, mm -hmm. like 30 years and uh, the the whole thing is very few people stop to think what is this place all about you know we're everybody is so involved in surviving very few people pull back and unfortunately most of them pull back into the little niche that they were raised mm -hmm. in as far as religious orientation and uh, it just doesn't come to anybody's mind to look outside the box and i left organized religion when i was in my mid-30s i something took place and i thought whoa i don't think i want to be a part of this anymore and it was a very important and valuable thing for me to have done well you hold on here because we've got to take a commercial break when we call when we come back from this break I'm going to tell you what happened to me as a child, why I started questioning organized religion, and in fact was asked to leave the Anglican Church at a very young age because I was asking too many questions. Great. All right, Randall Shelton, please stand by. Great talking to you again, Randall. Uh, Randall Shelton is our special guest, ExoNation, www.onlyyouknow.com. That's www.onlyuno.com. Imagine you're 11 years old. The minister of your local church calls your mother up and says, he doesn't want you back in church because you're the son of the devil. <laughs> this is a true story, and I'll tell you the rest of it when we come back from this commercial break. Don't go away. Great, great, great. 
Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Oh, thanks. I need all the help I can get. Dion Warwick, I'll say a little prayer for you. That was just for uh, just for Randall Shelton and I this hour. By the way, Randall Shelton is our special guest. Always great having him with us. His website is www.onlyyouknow.com. That's O-N-L-Y, the alphabet U, N-O.com. All right, so here I am. I'm 11 years old, and... Um, you know, I, I my mother wanted me to go to Bible class, and I was saying, okay, it sounds like fun. Yeah. And and we're there, and of course you have this Bible class teacher, and then the reverend came in, Reverend Randall. And uh, if anybody can ever remember that, that member of the clergy that always seemed to be looking at you whenever he said the word devil, hell, or burn in hell, you'll understand the kind of guy that this guy was. Because, you know, no matter where I sat in the church, it seemed that he was always looking at me. I fully, you know, now that I think about it, I, I, I guess he would have been the perfect, the perfect character to play uh, the girl in The Exorcist if he hadn't passed on by then. But anyway, so, so I, I went into church, you know, and, and he says, do you have any questions? And I said, well, I've got a couple of questions. And he said, all right. I said, listen, if, if Cain and Abel were from Adam and Eve, we've got four people, right? Cain, Abel, Adam and Eve. Cain killed Abel. And uh, God put his mark on his forehead so that everyone would know who he is and that he was protected by God. I said, all right, now my mathematics says there's only two other people at this point. But what happens? He crosses the desert, crosses to the mountain, to a place where he lived and married. Where the hell did they come from? <laughs> you know, and, and, and why don't you tell the people that go to church every Sunday that it was... Adam and Lilith, and then Eve. Why do we forget about Lilith, who apparently ended up marrying the devil? Why don't we tell them the truth? Why is it that we are so selective when it comes to what we teach people in church? So I went on with a few more examples. I, I did Sodom and Gomorrah. I did, uh, I, I forget right now, but he asked me to leave Bible class, and this is a Saturday morning, and my mom, we lived about six miles away from the church, and I ended up having to walk home, and uh, by the time I walked in the door, my mother was on the phone with the minister, and he basically said, he, we don't want him back, because I was 11 and asking these kind of questions. And, and you thought... Well, that's okay, because I wasn't going to go back. Well, you know right? what? You're, you're right. You're right. But what happened was, um, when when my little daughter, Stephanie, who's now 30, wanted to be baptized, we wanted to baptize her, I had to, the, the, the minister said, well, you know what? <laughs> 
because of your record, and this was a totally different record, uh, re- minister, so I guess I had a reputation that had followed me, um, we, we, we can't. So I ended up inviting the, the, the bishop and another high church member from the Anglican Church of Canada in Montreal to dinner, and two hours after sitting down with the bishop, he said, you know more about religion than a great number of our ministers do. He said, there's no way I would ever stop a child from a father with your, with your knowledge from being baptized. Mm. So that's, that, that was how I got the boot, and I guess I was welcomed back to the flock, even though they put a, 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 a collar on me with a, with a bell so they knew where exactly where I was. So, so what, was, what happened to you now that I've, I've opened up and told you why I think about religion? Oh, plus there was one more thing. One more thing. My grandmother, who was my world, was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, grandmothers usually are a lot of our world. And and, and you know what, Sheldon? I remember at night, because they couldn't do anything more for her in the hospital, so we decided to bring her home to to make her last days and her time with us as, as, as pleasant as we could. And I can remember her praying in bed, asking God for one more chance. One more chance. And, you know, God bless her, the, the, the tumors between her ribs would break at night. And she was in a lot of pain. And, and I said, well, wait a minute, what is wrong with this picture? He, he, if God is supposed to be our father, right. why does my grandmother have to suffer like this when she was a devout Catholic? Uh, you know, she had never done anything wrong in her life. And then, right. then we look at all the troubles and all the wars, the Holocaust, how many, how many people died. Uh, and, and it seems throughout history, as, as I grew older and read more books, I came to one horrific conclusion that most of the wars and people that died on this planet so far was because of religion. Yep. It's not all of it. <laughs> no, that, that's a good part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I... I fully agree. Um, I was really inside the Methodist Church, mm-hmm. and I came up through it, and of course was uh, at the University of Denver. I got my degree in religious education, you know, so I, I was pretty well indoctrinated, but I saw something take place when I, uh, after I left the church directly, then I was involved as a, as a lay leader or something, and mm-hmm. I saw probably the most excellent example of self-righteousness I had ever seen out of one of the members of, of the board of it, uh, what, official board. Mm-hmm. And I thought, whoa, if this is what it's about, I'm gone. So I, it wasn't a matter of me being expelled. I voluntarily left the fold. But, all, you know, after you start thinking about mm-hmm. it, then you realize, well, most of these big churches in particular, and probably I don't know anything about the smaller ones, but they all have their own publishing house. That's right. So they get a uh, they get a line that is published and a, and a line to preach. And uh, you know what? My brother is a professor of religion at a major college, and he won't even read my book because it's not on the approved list. And he's been at that university all of his life. I've tried my darndest to get him to read. Well, I gave him Greg Braden and... Uh, and Brian Weiss's books just mm-hmm. recently, and he asked again for the names, and 
I said, you want credibility, pal? You got credibility, but Brian Lisa's, what is it, Many Lives, Many Masters? I can never remember that, whether it's Many Masters, Many Lives, or Many Lives, Many Masters. But anyhow, uh, get outside the box. Get outside the box and read what these people are saying. One To me, one of the greatest people to listen to is Bruce Lipton. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he came from absolutely no religious orientation, mm-hmm. and now he's a—he understands pretty well, I think. I—I I, I, I think that what he is happening. He understands what the picture is, you know. I think what is happening, uh, Randall, is that people are starting to open their eyes, open their hearts, and are looking to what religion says that we should turn away from, because you know, like it says in the Bible that you should not pray to any statues. It's in the Ten Commandments, right? And yet the Catholic Church is church. They want you to pray to the statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary, to this saint, that saint, the other saint. And, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, you know yeah. what I think should happen? They should liquidate the Vatican. They should take all the money, all the wealth, all the property, sell it, and then take yeah. care of the needy people, the people who really need the help. Hey, listen, I have nothing against organized religion. Please don't get me wrong. But I put organized religion and the money that is being taken in in the same category that I do as the the uh, the hockey players, the baseball players, and the basketball players. They make too much money. They really yeah. do. Yeah. And God bless the people who go to church. Uh, listen, I'm from Montreal, and, and I used to love going up to St. Joseph's Oratory. I, I, I appreciated the artwork, the architecture, the, 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 the feeling of love that is there. And I'd see God bless these people on their hands and knees going up the stairs, praying for a miracle, hoping. You know, and these are devoted people who, who want so much for something good to happen in their lives, and God bless them. Very few did. And, you know, it's just not at St. Joseph's Oratory, it's St. Anne de Beaupre, and we can go around the world to where all these religious miracles are supposed to happen. And, you know, when you look at the statistics, it's less than uh, 0.000174 of the population that ever has a religious miracle. It's scary. Uh, Yeah, it could very well, maybe. I'm not into those kinds of statistics. <laughs> the, the flip side of it, though, mm-hmm. that's what's scary, is this whole Muslim situation. Uh, the, the, as I understand it, mm-hmm. the mistake and that whole orientation of Muslimism is the word infidel. Uh, as far as I can tell, infidel as Muhammad probably meant it, was the out-of-control ego. It had nothing to do with a human being, and it had to do with another human being. Mm-hmm. It had to do with how your ego can get clear out of control, and you can be uh, totally overrun by your ego. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And unfortunately, another problem that lies between all the other religious philosophies and uh, the, the members of Islam is that we don't have enough knowledge, we don't have enough respect, we're unwilling to accept change, 
and it's a two-way street. You know, if I, I, I have dealt for the, most of my life in media relations and public relations, and I'll tell you something, if Jesus Christ ever came to me and said, Rob, I would like you to head my, my return to earth PR campaign, I'd say, Lord, please don't take any uh, don't take any offense to what I'm going to say right now. No, thank you. But I'll pass. That's right, because when you look at what he accomplished as one man, with what he had available to him, compared to what has been built up around his premise and his name. Oh, my God, it's totally out of whack. I'm sure he would come up on this planet with our lucky land smack dab in front of the uh, the Vatican in Vatican City and say, Oy vey, I screwed up. I'm going back until they get it right. Yes, sir. Anyway, now that you and I are uh, going to hell for sure, we've got to take a commercial break, and we'll be right back. Uh, Randall, okay. always great talking okay. to you. Exonation uh, Randall Shelton is our special guest, and uh, his website... Thank you, Diana. Our, his website is onlyyouknow.com, O-N-L-Y-U-N-O.com. And like I said, Exo Nation, I believe in my heart of hearts. I don't need anyone Sunday morning to tell me what I do right, what I do wrong. I believe in helping everyone I can and making the difference in one person's life each and every day. If I can do that twice a day, I'm much happier. We'll be back. Don't go away. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www. .exoneradiotv.com what if i ever had the opportunity of asking god one question it would be why did he give free will because if he didn't give free will according to the people that i have talked to over the past 20 years of doing this show who are supposed to be quote unquote experts in this field it's because he gave us the free will to either do right or do wrong now 
let's take that a little step further. If you are a god and you want to create and you want something to flourish and grow, if you had the power to say, all right, we will take all of the evil out of the world so that you can live in a perfect world, would you? Well, I'm a dad. I've got six children. And I would never allow anything to happen knowingly that would cause any of my children any harm. I certainly would not uh, allow there to be in, in within their reach, even when they were children. I was very protective. You know, and, and I'm the biggest teddy bear going, according to my kids. Mind you, now my eldest daughter calls me Mr. Wilson, like the guy on Dennis the Menace. You know, the kids are coming. Okay, great. Bye. Thanks again. Come again in a couple of weeks. Grandpa loves you. But why would God allow negative things to happen to his children? Why does he allow wars? Why does he allow famine? Why does he allow disease? These are some of the questions that I would like to ask God, and it all comes down to free will, because God gave us free will. I don't believe so. I think that is our cop-out, that when we screw up, we need an excuse. I believe that's why we invented the devil, because people need an scapegoat. goat. We need evil. Yeah, I, I, you know what? Brother, amen. You know, Sheldon, it is so simple. I don't understand why people don't get it. Well, it's because the way they've been trained, Rob, way back when they, you know, the faith of our fathers, you know. You know, I, I, one of the, I have read and reread and reread the Bible so many times because I am, I, every time I read it, I, I pick out something that I, that didn't dawn on me before. Uh, like the book of Revelation, I, it's it doesn't talk in my in my view, and and this has been shared with other biblical scholars. It, it's not talking about the world. It is it is telling us what we as humans could face. The 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 Armageddon is within us. It is the eternal fight of good and evil. It doesn't mean that the world is coming to an end, or that there's going to be this gigantic battle in the Middle East. It doesn't mean that at all. Just like when you read the read the book of Genesis, it gives you the entire story right there and then when it says, and God created us, us in his image. And, you know, it says, and then God said, let us. Well, that means there's a plural. And no, it doesn't mean the us is the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe that the Bible was written a little out of sync. You see, if I was writing the Bible, which, <laughs> thanks a lot, Sheldon. I appreciate that. If I was writing, if I was writing the Bible, I would. You got to remember. You got to remember something, Rob. What? That whole book was written by human beings who had right. a an issue. They had an agenda. Yes. It's called control. Yes. You see, I would have put I would have put Noah and the Ark first. <laughs> Okay. You see, I would have put Noah in the ark first, and I would have had Noah as as a space traveler and the ark as a spaceship. And the animals two by two, um, we're talking about uh, cloning. 
That's the only way that you could get all the animals on Earth, the DNA from uh, all the animals on Earth into uh, a ship the size of the Ark as, as depicted in the Bible. However, a spaceship of that size could easily fit the DNA. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, when it comes to religion, I believe there's a lot more to religion than we understand. We need to look at it deeper. We have to look at it philosophically, and we have to understand the metaphors that are used in the Bible and not take it for verbatim. I agree 100%. As a matter of fact, I hadn't even thought about it, but uh, that that story, you want to remember, too, what the audience was. The audience was totally ignorant. Exactly. And, you know, as I was In speaking... those days, who they were talking to, who they were trying to tell stories yeah. to, so you got to tell a pretty simple story. Exactly. Now... Here's a question I've asked many of guests on the show, and I'd like your I'd like your opinion on this. Let's say the Bible had not been written yet. The events of the Bible happened today with our knowledge of science, quantum physics, and all the educational assets that we have, supercomputers and so on. Would the Bible be written or would the events that happen that are that are described in the Bible happen today? Would they be common occurrences? Uh, I thought you were going to say, who, how would the Bible be written? And my answer would be, depends on who's in control. Okay. The, the whole aspect, as we see it now across the planet, there's a major error that's going across the planet, and it's, it is under the, what, the heading or the headline of control, mm-hmm. control, control. Control comes from the nations. Control, the whole thing comes clear down into families. And it also determines, it is determined by where that individual or that group that's in control is coming from, whether they're coming from fear or whether they're coming from love. Mm -hmm. It's fairly basic, I think. And I believe that the, the whole thing of I, I see this planet, Rob, as being a, just one of a no-tell zillion places that spiritual energy can go and do and be. Mm-hmm. I mean, the minute the Hubble telescope <laughs> showed what's out there, for anybody to think, oh, we're just hidden here on this planet all by ourselves, and we're the only ones, blah, 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 I mean, show your ignorance real quick. But anyhow, uh, this whole, this planet is beautifully designed, and they call it in some centers the Great Experiment. Uh, I have done considerable, I shouldn't say considerable, but some inspired writing some people call it channeling but mm-hmm. this is this is known in the out across the cosmos as the great experiment this planet on the universe 45 and uh, there's a lot of people who have the ability to watch are watching what's taking place here i've often uh, i've often thought that maybe this planet is the botany bay of the universe the Botany Bay. You know, you know the story about Botany Bay. And the when uh, there were criminals in England, they would send them over to Botany Bay, which was in oh, Australia. Okay. No, 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 no. Come no? on, Ron. I don't know. <laughs> no, this is a this is the one of the greatest challenges available to spiritual energy. 
you know, they have the option to come in here or they have the option to pass. And from what I understand, the majority pass. They will not come into a hellhole like Earth. Right. Because the challenges that are in here are so horrendous. Uh, there's this whole positive, negative, electric, electromagnetic mm-hmm. energy that's taking place across the planet. And man, you've got to be a warrior and a half to handle the challenges that this planet throws at you. And that's why a lot of spiritual energy says, no thanks, I'll pass. All right, so let me ask you this, Randall. Why then do some people believe in reincarnation that they keep coming back to this, if you'll excuse the expression, hellhole of a planet? Hellhole? Oh, well, and reincarnation, I think, is the poor word. I think it's, uh, if done any reading about uh, Greg Braden's Matrix, mm-hmm. it comes a lot closer. But anyhow... <laughs> The lives that we that we experience, if you also watch the, with on, within this planet, there's a lot of evolution going on yes. taking place, and so it's just a matter of spiritual energy evolving, evolving. Uh, you go through one life experience of challenges, then mm-hmm. you go back and sit with the coach and the supervisor and the directors athletics or whatever, and they give you more insight into what it is that you might, if you want to, you might want to go back and experience it here, because this is a great challenge. It is an absolutely phenomenal challenge. You look at it that way, then you'll see it as a whole different ball game. It is life on planet Earth. So if there is life on other planets. All right, if this is a challenge on this planet, and we've all decided that we wanted to accept the challenge, what is the ultimate goal once we achieve, once we have conquered the challenge? What happens then? Oh, thank you for asking. The challenge, Rob, is to remember what we really are. The challenge is... We dare you to go into that planetary experience and relationships mm-hmm. and remember what you are because you're going to forget the instant you go into that vehicle called the human body. And if you can, at some time or another, realize what you really are, you've won the game. What are we? Spiritual energy, loving creative, electromagnetic masters of creation. Then if that's the case, why is there so much agony, so much sorrow, so much illness, so much homelessness, so much negativity in this pl- on this planet of ours, my friend? It's, it's the only place that spiritual energy can experience such a thing. So this is like an experiment? A carnival. A carnival. It's like a carnival, yeah. You know, you've gone in, gone through the gates. Of, uh, I grew up at the Kansas State Fair. You go through the gates and you go in there. Man, you're in a different world. That, that is true. That is true. Well, well that's be... what happens here. You come in here and, man, you're in a different place. Things going on here that there is no way in the world you would have any idea of where you came from because it's it's just designed differently than where you came from. Oh, and interestingly enough, I just heard uh, not too long ago from a friend of mine who passed away. He said, 
this place is vaster than vast. I just have a, a note here from our newsroom. Uh, this is from the uh, Space Weather News Desk. UARS, a NASA satellite the size of a small bus, will re-enter Earth's atmosphere later this week, producing a brilliant fireball somewhere over the planet. Best estimates place uh, the re-entry time during the late hours of September the 23rd over a still unknown region of Earth. Observers of the rapidly decaying satellite say it is tumbling and flashing, sometimes almost as bright as Venus. Uh, the authorities at NASA and other government agencies are urging people that if they find the location of this crashed uh, 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 satellite, please do not touch it, do not bring it home, do not uh, put it on your mantelpiece, do not put it on eBay, contact your local law enforcement agency. There you go. Well, yeah. Please don't put it on eBay. <laughs> it's pretty bad when when we have to, uh, you know, the officials have to really say that because so many people, hey, look what I found. I did find myself a, a satellite. I'm going to sell it on eBay. Yes, sir. Oh, brother. It's a great life experience, Robbie. You know, I wake yeah. up every day and I'm just so thankful for this life experience that I can't hardly stay in my skin. Well, I'll tell you something. I'm happy when I wake up and there's not a CTV news crew outside my front house with their cameras pointed this way. So oh, I know what you mean. Okay. My, my, my father has a great saying. He says, it's a great life if you don't weaken. That's right. That's right. And at our age, getting older is not for sissies. That's true. <laughs> Stand by, Sheldon. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Exxon Nation, Sheldon. Uh, Randall Shelton is our special guest, www.onlyyouknow.com. That's www.only, the alphabet U, N-O.com. And when we come back, we'll talk about his manual and where you can get your very own copy. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. And uh, I know why certain people come back to this planet to listen to this show and my great guests. Simple. We'll be back on the other side. Don't go away. One question. And welcome back, everyone. Randall Shelton is our special guest. And, uh, Randall, you have a very active blog. Tell our listeners about it. Yeah, I I have probably one of the most uh, unusual blogs that anybody would want to peruse. And it's www.onlyuno.blogspot.com. And Only Uno is, I wanted to get only one, but uh, that had already been taken, so I went Only Uno, Mm -hmm. U-N-O. Dot blogspot 
com. And and it's a it's a fun blog, I think. Now, what are what are the, some of the topics that you cover on your blog? Well, I mostly the stuff, the material of the stuff, the material that's in my book, mm-hmm. really, because there's just nothing more vital now today that than the fact that people come to the realization that the image of God is consciousness and that they are conscious. That means that they are a child of God and that God is so powerful mm-hmm. that it cannot focus on anything because it would anything that it focused on would implode. But anyhow, uh, we're spiritual beings we're spirit- in here in a vehicle called the human species. Vehicle of choice. So that's basically it. And the, the only way to come to that awareness is to get quiet, get out of this distraction of this carnival. Excuse me. And get quiet. Get quiet. And I don't mean prayer. I mean quiet. I mean really quiet. And if a person will do that every day, two or three times a day, it's going to make a a major difference in their life as to what it is that's uh, happening. They'll get quieter, they'll become a a better family member, they'll become a better citizen, they'll become a better driver. (laughs) You know, get quiet, man. Don't let the impact of this planetary workshop and relationships uh, get to you. The carnival. I, I, I think the carnival is a great description for this, don't you, Rob? I certainly do. I certainly do after after thinking about it for about a half a millisecond. Yeah, you're right. You know, because we went to the uh, Canadian National Exhibition a couple of weeks ago. And outside the gates, it was like the real world. Inside those gates, a totally different world. One quick... Well, and, and if you stop and think about it, you're watching television, mm-hmm. man. That's one. That is one madhouse. Uh, and we had a madhouse, as I recall, at the Kansas State Fair. You know, under the tent, someplace. Yeah. I don't remember now what it was. But anyhow, you look around, man. There's madhouses everywhere around this planet. There sure are. My friend, you and I have to say so long for tonight, but we'll have to have you back in the very near future to continue this conversation. And you're. You know, your down-to-earth look at the world around us, and uh, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you, Rob. All right, Exxon Nation, my guest this hour, Randall Shelton. Here's the website, www.onlyyouknow.com. That's O-N-L-Y-U-N-O.com. And, uh, Shelton, one, once again, what is your uh, your blog website? Same as the web, except you insert blogspotbefore.com. O-N-L-Y-U-N-O dot blogspot.com. All right, ExoNation, I'll be back on the other side of this commercial spot at six and a half minutes past the hour as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, here in the Exxon. Don't go away. you